Hello, hello, hello. It's April. I'm hopeful everybody enjoyed their wonderful Easter. Hopefully we ate all kinds of cheesecake, but it's time for another edition of the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in uh, Kelly to talk some Arizona Cardinals, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page where you can see all my videos I upload to the to YouTube. I've got a couple, I've got, I'm hopeful of getting a couple of exciting videos to people in my area. So please look out for that and also check out the Big Deep podcast on, on Spotify and Apple. Well, we are only 10 days away from the National Football League draft and joining us from uh, one of my favorite places, Arizona is uh, my girl, Kelly and Phoenix. Kelly, uh, are we the only two areas in the country that didn't see snow over Easter? It sure feels like that, Dylan. I mean, the tweets coming in, the photos. I was out golfing and somebody sending me a photo saying their golf league was canceled because of snow. So yeah, it's been a wild weather day. <laughs> I checked out the weather and for Wrigley Field tonight for the uh, Rays-Cubs game. It's like 39 with like a wind chill in the upper 20s. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, would you rather be in uh, like five layers or in short sleeves? I'll take I'll take this one there. Definitely, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, do you remember? You might be, you might know this show, but do you remember the show Where in the World It's Calm in San Diego? I do. Yeah, I and more so the computer game was my era. Well. What in the world is happening with with uh, your quarterback, Kyler Murray? Because, I don't know, I mean, to be honest, I think the Arizona Corners should sign him, but uh, it doesn't look like any news happened to me. I mean, can you explain what the heck's happening? From what I understand, that he's wanting to get that bag. Essentially, everybody is asking for higher contracts and those quarterbacks are getting outrageous contracts, but Kyler needs to remember he's still young and he, he has, you know, proven himself. I won't say he hasn't proven himself. He's, he has done well for the team. It's not that he hasn't earned it, but I don't see how a quarterback at his uh, tenure can be asking for the same rate of a quarterback that's been to like multiple Super Bowls, multiple playoffs, etc. Um, give it another year or two, Kyler, to ask for that big, you know, big contract. But I feel like that's exactly what's happening is he just doesn't feel that he's being paid his worth. And that's unfortunate. Well, I mean, if you look at what Kyler's done his first two years, I think Kyler's been, been a fine selection at the number one pick, but I think Kyler's biggest problem is not with himself, but with the team, because we've seen Arizona start off well. I mean, it seemed mm-hmm. like the owners never lost a road game, and then all of a sudden Arizona just collapsed, fell off the cliff. Well, also, he... Uh, was injured during a lot of that time period. Um, so 
there's that to take into consideration as well. And, and our starting tight end for the year was injured right at the start of the year. There's been a, a lot of adjustment this year. I feel like there was also some strife with, um, you know, players wanting to be traded to go to other um, places like we've seen Kirk and um, Chase Edmond. So yeah, it was a turbulent year for sure. And I feel like he should just, you know, come to terms with the team. The team wants him that the Cardinals front office, I should say, even they want him there. So I hope they work it out. Here are two stats that would should, that would tell me how Kyler is evolving as the passer. His complete Kyler's completion percentage went from sixty four point four percent as a rookie, sixty seven point two in twenty twenty, sixty nine point two in twenty twenty one, mm-hmm. and Kyler's passer rating has increased 13, 13 points in his three NFL seasons. So he's improving for sure. Um, we just need to have all the pieces in place. I, I feel like Rondale Moore could have a really great year this year. I felt like that last season, but he just wasn't utilized in the way that I had hoped. So here's for hoping year two. <laughs> um, and I believe, you know, Williams will be back, um, at tight. Is that it? Yeah. Williams at tight end. Um, so that should be good. And then we have Ertz. Don't forget you have Zach Ertz for the whole year now. Yes. And he was a marvelous fit for the Cardinals. Wow. Talk about, like, I don't want to say a Cinderella story, but Zach Ertz was fading away. He was fading away. And now he has this new life in him. And not only is he a great fit for the Cardinals team and playing well, he's a fit for the Phoenix community as well and has already established himself as a charitable giver and and just a real community member. So it's great. I mean, for a while, adult Zach Earth was the second best football player in his family. You're silly. <laughs> no, I, no, I've watched U.S. Women's Amateur Team. I've watched Julia Ertz for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's so funny is the, um, the number of football players married to, like, soccer players, for one, which is just so interesting to me. But I guess they meet in college and stuff like that, too. But, um... To be honest, I look at Arizona and wonder, could Cliff Kingsbury as a coach be the blame? Because, yeah, Cliff was the guy who wanted Kyler in 2019. But we've seen how coaches evolve. I mean, Bill Belichick's teams always get get better in November and December. Andy Reid's teams develop. We, uh, who, Sean Payton's teams got better throughout the season. But yet yeah, we've seen the Arizona Cardinals just fall like pancakes. Could Cliff Kingsbury be the blame for some of Arizona's second half struggles? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. I um I definitely think that he needs to share in that blame. Um he's 
not a seasoned coach. He's young also. That's not an excuse though. If you're going to take the role, it's a big investment for the team um, and the team's owners when they're looking for that head coach and they they think he's their guy. Just like when a team looks for their quarterback, their franchise quarterback, they want a head coach that's going to be there for the long haul. And I don't know if Cliff can do that or not. Yeah, I mean, is Cliff a good coach? Yes, I mean, I like his play form, but is he a leader of men? I right. I don't think that they respect him. Um, and, and I'm just totally um, speculating on this next thing I'm going to say. Total speculation, but um, Cliff Kingsbury is the um, perfect example of rich white, uh, GQ model, Scottsdale, Arizona person. Um, and people in Arizona, um, I don't know, they kind of back on them. They're bros, right? It's the bros. And I feel like the team looks at him like he stepped right out of the club and and they're, that's how I would feel for sure. So I'm speculating, but it's like he doesn't fit or doesn't even want to fit. He doesn't care that he's la- lives this very lavish and public lifestyle. Yeah, especially when he's the college guys, because we've seen college guys. I mean, trust me, Urban Meyer, I'll admit, Urban Meyer may have been the world center for a coach we've ever seen. Idiot mm-hmm. Urban and Bobby Petrino. I can't believe I'm saying that, but. Uh, I mean, sometimes when you've got that college persona, you're not always well-liked in the locker room. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, you don't see other head coaches um, kind of what their lifestyle is like outside the field. But Cliff Kingsbury has been, you know, featured. His home has been featured. He's just like out there and he should be just coaching and and molding his team. That's my feeling. I'm sorry, Cliff, if you ever hear this. Um, I just think you have some growing up to do. Let's just say leadership. this. Let's just say this. You were not you and Cliff Kingsbury will not be going out for margaritas anytime soon. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, maybe if he invited me and he wants to prove that he's not bougie. <laughs> So ultimately, I mean, we've seen a bunch of quarterbacks get paid. Aaron Rodgers, Patton Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Derek Cole, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, all will get big fat contracts. Would you give Kyler Murray one of those big fat contracts? No, not this year. Um, I would increase his pay. I would find something negotiable. Maybe they can do a bonus. You know, I don't know exactly how all of these structures work, but maybe his yearly salary is more in line with a player of his um, qualifications. He's a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think he deserves to make money, but there has to be some middle ground. So maybe that contract for optics isn't as big as those others, but he gets 
a signing bonus or, you know, something along those lines. Um, what are they, an incentive maybe, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, I think I would give Colin Murray the extension. I mean, be honest, he's the face of the franchise. We've seen so many young, so many quarterbacks get big contracts. I mean, Deshaun Watson got a $230 million from Cleveland. He hasn't pulled, and he didn't play at all last year. Right. Not, I mean, and be honest, the way Kyler plays, he's been banged up through, throughout a lot of his NFL career, dealt with a lot of injuries. I'd be, if I'm Kyle, I'm looking to hit it big right now because I'm not, I'm thinking, I'm wondering if I'm going to get that second big contract in three or four years when I'm 28, 29, 30 years old because we've True. seen, because yes, Aaron Rodgers got 150 some odd million at age 39. You know, we've seen some of these guys, Matthew Stafford got whole bunch of money at age 34. Kyle Murray's got time. And I feel like Arizona's got to buy into Kyle Murray, make him the leader, make him the – make Kyle – have Kyle make decisions because I think the Arizona Colts have got a chance to make, have yeah. this be a long run instead of just make the playoffs once in a blue moon. That's true. I mean, I feel like the Ravens are going through the same thing with Lamar Jackson. And I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned Baltimore because you don't want to be in the same situation with Lamar this time as the Ravens face with Lamar because Baltimore didn't pay Lamar last year, and now the Ravens don't know what to do with him. The Browns didn't know what to do with Baker Mayfield before the Deshaun Watson trade. And mm-hmm. now, do you wait and give them all the big deal or maybe wait and see if he's healthy because you've always got the franchise tag yeah. and can sign a big deal next year when hopefully the salary cap with with all these new television contracts balloons and these quarterback contracts get even crazier? Hmm. Yeah, I feel like it could be a situation where maybe the Cardinals are waiting to see what happens with Lamar and the Ravens, because then they could use that as leverage. Um, and, you know, as as long as it's along the same lines that they're thinking, <clears throat> I have no idea the speculation again, but it would make sense because I feel like they are similar caliber quarterbacks. Um, Lamar with the edge, I would say, but that could be a very possible thing too, is they're waiting it out to see, to see what happens. Did you see that on Instagram, uh, the Instagram story that Kyler posted, uh, the New York giants stadium logo. Yeah. Because he wants to play in that dump instead of going there. (laughs) <laughs> I have no idea. Our stadium's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you actually play on grass instead of whatever turf that is when everybody gets hurt there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and deadline. So, um, you know, one thing that would help the Arizona Cardinals is the NFL draft. And uh, I'm not sure you watch college football the same way mm-hmm. I do, but... um. To be honest, I look at Arizona, I think there are a couple positions you need. 
I'm glad I'm happy you mentioned Rondo Moore because I look at the offense. Yeah, you've got DeAndre Hopkins, but he dealt with all kinds of injuries last year. I really like Rondo Moore. But you know, you know who was a big player and someone I really think the Arizona Corner should have gotten more involved last year was Christian Kerr. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? He's not wearing red anymore. Right. He, as terms of overpaid, I think my Jaguars might have overpaid for Kirk a little, so bit, a little bit, but uh, I, I really think the Cardinals need a wide receiver, and you know, they're all wide receivers galore in every draft. Seemingly, there are seven or eight guys make, making rookies making impacts every Sunday. I mean, we all remember what Justin Jefferson did two years ago. And Jamal Chase did last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, who would you like to – what wide receiver would you like to see in a red? Oh, wide I just did a draft this morning, too. Um, but I was in the 11th spot. So, gosh. It feels like – everybody's talking about running backs right now. So let me think about a wide receiver. Who would you think? Let me, I'm going to pull up my draft from today and then tell me who you think. Uh, I feel, oh, I oh, I like this. You put it on me, but uh, <laughs> uh, what position was it? Because if it's, because if it's wide receiver, is it a wide, wide receiver? Okay. I think it's, was he a Big Ten wide receiver? Or was it an SEC guy? Wide receiver. Let's see. Here we are just sitting here looking up things now. Tell me, where did he go to college? Actually, where did he go to college? Uh, Rondale? No, the guy who went to the 23rd pick. Oh, that's where I'm looking. We didn't do that many picks. Okay. Um, so I'm thinking, I mean, in a, in a storybook land, Drake London would be great. Oh, I I do like Drake London from Southern Cal. I think mm -hmm. Drake's, Drake's not the fastest guy, but I think Drake London can be that tough, that be that tough catch guy. I mean, he, he's got a lot of Mike Evans in me, great in the red zone, but I feel like you've already got one of those guys in DeAndre Hopkins. So if I'm Arizona, I'm looking at getting one of these vertical guys. I'm looking at trying to get somebody who will stretch the field. So I think a guy like Chris Olave from Ohio State, uh, Dotson from Penn State. I like Dotson too. Mm-hmm. And he gives you a little bit in the return game. I really like Dotson. Give you a little juke. Plus, you've got Dotson. DeAndre Hopkins is the big guy. Brandon right. Moore can give you the speed, and I think Dotson can give you a little bit of speed and a little bit of somebody in the slot. That makes sense. That really does make sense. Um, from camp last year, what I saw with Rondell Moore was they – had a lot of plays where he would run just right in the center of the field and they weren't even long passes, maybe like, you know, 10 yard pass, 
but because he's so agile, he was able to extend that out. So, you know, a five or 10 yard pass becomes 20 or 30 yards in his hands, but, um, he just hasn't, you know, gotten a chance to spread his wings yet. I don't think. And I know the guy, uh, the guy, a lot of people say the corner should take is uh, Traylon Burks, Burks, the kid from Arkansas. He's, he's big. Yeah. Big. And yeah, I, I don't care about his 40 yard dash time. Cooper Cup went <laughs> 40 yard dash, and nobody could stop him. Nobody could stop him last year. You found out because you played him. You called played him three times. Mm-hmm. I feel like Burks would be interesting, but, you know, could the Packers move? Packers pick a 22? Could that be a spot for him? I mean, why does somebody's going to be a top 10? Somebody's going to be a high pick and somebody's going to drop. It happens. Yeah. And I think wide receivers a spot where you could see a lot of action. Yeah, I, I agree. It's I'm just sitting here scrolling, thinking there's there's a lot going on, um, and I'm wondering if we need more O line. Um, you you could always use more. everybody <laughs> needs more O line. <laughs> I mean, be honest, be honest. I wish the Jackals would take an offensive lineman and one, but I think we take Hutchinson. But that's just me. I mean, you, yeah. especially with Kyler Murray not being the biggest guy and lineman makes some sense especially because wide receivers you could get a wide receiver 90 percent as good in the second round yeah yeah but you know what other position the corners need and i think desperately need especially in the division you're in corner yeah um i could see that too i feel like there are a lot of holes in the team there's a lot of stars there's a lot of the right stuff, but there's, you're pointing out things that are definitely missing and need to be filled, whether it's through trade or rookie picks. And here's an interesting name. I know Florida went through an embarrassing season, fired Dan Mullen, but I think Kair Elam, the cornerback from Florida, could be the next great Gator defensive back. He's There aren't a lot of great cornerbacks in this draft, particularly after the top 10, 15 picks. I think Young's got a chance to be a day one starter. We all remember what Derek Stingley, Stingley did at LSU, but I feel like A, he's going to be gone, and B, his injury risk might scare some teams. Mm-hmm. I think I think Arizona's got to get itself a corner a cornerback because you can't defend against Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, and DK Metcalf with scrub corners. Otherwise, you will. Otherwise, you will lose. You're right. You are right. One hundred percent. And and another area the corners could address defend uh, edge rusher because Chandler Jones, who was such an instrumental part of the Arizona pass rush, is now in Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean that was a big hit for us too. But he wanted to leave last year, so I think um, trying to keep him another year would have been a mistake. 
hey, you know what? It's not like you. It's not like you went to a bad team. I mean, he went from the toughest division in football last year to the toughest foot division in football this year. Yeah, yeah, you're right. His day job will be second Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Justin Herbert. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I think you. I think you end up. I think your Cardinals play the Raiders this year because the AFC West plays the NFC West. I don't know if that's. I don't know if you go to Legion or the Raiders come to Glendale. I um actually I'm not sure, but I've looked into getting some tickets for the Raiders games, and they are so expensive. Like a normal person cannot afford to go to a Raiders game right now. And that's unfortunate because I go to Vegas every couple of months and would love to see a game there, but it's out of, out of reach at the moment. Yeah. But I am going to the draft. Oh yeah. (laughs) I'm going to draft and um, I've got my media credentials and I'm really excited to, share some coverage from the draft with everyone oh uh i can't wait i can't wait to read your uh, to uh, hear your draft coverage well usually i'm the one asking trivia questions but tonight kelly's gonna ask me the uh trip the said trivia question yes um and this one's kind of it's hard but i'm sure um, if you paid attention to news and, and things like that, you'll hear, have heard of this. Um, I just got some new tattoo, a new tattoo, some new ink. There was a Cardinals rookie. He joined the Cardinals in 2013 as a tight end. And he got the Cardinals logo tattooed on him before he even made the roster. Do you know who was so confident that they were going to make the team as their tight end? I've got a question. Is he still on the team? Um, yes. Oh, I think I know. I think I know. Uh, Max Williams. Not Max Williams. Let uh, me make sure he's still on the team. He's. Oh, shoot. I'm lying. He's not still on the team. Um, he went to the Panthers the very next year. Oh, uh, it's hmm. only random because this is a rookie question, and I wanted to get a rookie question in. But I'm going to tell you his name. It's DC Jefferson, and um, I just thought he disappeared off the map. But getting a tattoo before you even make a team is bold. That is bold. <laughs> Would you do that? I would. I might have if I were with Trevor Lawrence last year, knowing the Jaguars were going to take me. That's true. I mean, you just have to put it out there in the universe, and maybe getting the tattoo was like a billboard for the universe. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> This was really fun, Dylan. Uh, thank, thanks for hopping on, Kelly. We uh, wish you calling us well on draft night and uh, safe travels to Las Vegas. Uh, Vegas, uh, I've got a question. Yeah. Red or black? Black. 
By the you way, you want me to you, put a bet down for you? No, 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 no. By the way, you can catch Kelly coming up in just a little bit. With she yeah. is on and uh, with uh, she's giving you some golf knowledge for this weekend's Zero Classic in uh, Louisiana. Who you like this weekend? I honestly am still on the fence and I asked the guys if we could move the show to Tuesdays and they were like maybe but not tonight because it's too short notice so I need to get on it and figure out settle in on my DFS picks I've got um, I've got one for you I've got okay Sam Burns and Billy Holcher Sam Burns I Sam Burns burned me two weeks ago, but um, he's he's doing well. He is doing well. And I feel like, Um, and this course favor, and I feel like this course is going to be more of a Sam Burns course, course, and Billy Horcher does well in these team events. So I would look at those guys. Those guys are going to be very chalky, though. I appreciate that. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, hop in. I have about 40 minutes to figure out what I'm going to say. <laughs> well, good, good luck and good luck. And, uh, what's your drive? What's your favorite golf club? My favorite golf club is my five iron. Well, bring your five iron and, uh, bring your five iron and hopefully you stick it just like Jordan Spieth did yesterday. Yes. Get that approach shot. And make the putt. <laughs> I hope so. That'll be that'll be the day. Hold out. Thanks for hopping on, Kelly. Thank you. I look forward to being on again.